The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome to the show today. This is going to be a little different, a little left of center, a little, you know, it's going to be magical. So this show is airing, if you're, if you're in real time with me-ish, it's airing on Valentine's Day. So my guest and I thought it would be great to have a theme around that, to be inspired by love, but not in the typical relationship between two lovebirds, no, but between the muse and the creative with boots on the ground. So this relates to dreams because everything I do eventually ties back into dreams. I think dreams are one way that we connect to the muse by she connects with us through dreams and we in turn by paying attention to her kind of begin the process of romancing that muse. So let me tell you a little bit about my amazing guest. It all goes back to 7,000 years ago, if you could believe it. (laughs) 7,000 years ago, Susie Plaxon started life as an actor, pounding the pavements of New York City. Can you imagine there was a New York City in 7,000 years ago? But, you know, just go with it. She did tons of temp jobs, some improv comedy, some off, off, off Broadway theater fiascos, played Maleficent in a Disney spectacular at Radio City Music Hall, and at long last landed the lead in a national tour playing four characters opposite the musical theater legend, Anthony Newley. A turn of events which dropped her off in Hollywood. Thank the Lord, because I met her in Hollywood. So Mm. we wouldn't be doing this right now if it wasn't for Anthony Newley. So, and you can hear her voice back there. The muse is speaking. I think of Susie (laughs) as the muse. So we're kind of hybriding this intro. So since then, since she landed in Hollywood, she has appeared in things like Mad About You, Wag the Dog. I love that movie so much. Love and War dinosaurs everybody loves raymond actually everybody loves susie but everybody loves raymond the television show how i met your mother star trek oh hello so many characters in star trek bunch of other guest star roles and a few seriously bad pilots as a multimedia artist she creates sculptures large and small in her otherwise unused oven because what else is an oven for? Right. 
she sings and she writes different styles of songs, mostly, most recently, the pop song Empowerment Anthem. I'm going to say that again. The pop song <laughs> Empowerment Anthem, You Be You. We're going to play a little bit of that later on, too. So just look forward to that. Susie has written short stories, poetry. She did a solo theater show, an alternative country rock album, out of which sprang the music video Didn't Want to Do It. Oh, my God. So just stop right here for a moment. If you haven't seen Susie Plaxon's Didn't Want to Do It, um, you must look it up. It is freaking phenomenal. I've watched it myself probably 20 times and I will probably watch it 20,000 more times. So I, most of those views and there's many are from me. (laughs) How did you do this? It's amazing. Oh my God. It's so fun. She's also written and narrated her metaphysical myth for the eternally young of heart, young at heart and young of heart, Mm -hmm. the return of King Lillian. I'm going to say that again. The return of King Lillian. And that's it's around that project that we met. So excited. So without further ado, let me bring to all of y'all the incredible, the gorgeous, the fabulous, and if I could ever bring her on, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Susie Plaxon. Welcome. <gasps> Yeah, you're not here yet, so I'm going to pause. I'm not here yet. I'm just floating <laughs> in the ethers. She is. Floating oh, my God. Where is she? Ethers. <laughs> can I do something on go. my end? No. Yeah, you can. Can I, I? It turns out, yeah. There you go. We did it. I've arrived. Oh, well, I just couldn't be happier to be anywhere than here with you, Kelly Sullivan Walden. And Susie Plaxen. Okay, so... I love that we've been in this conversation about romancing the muse. And there was something in this conversation, you and I had a little coffee, a little lunch uh, about a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. And somehow we were talking about creativity without a due date, without the pressure of selling it. and, And there was something about, no, no, no. What about the allowing the muse? flirting with the muse, romancing the muse. And there was this pop, pop, pop. So what is it about romancing the muse that speaks to you? And what is it? I would say it's beckoning the creative spirit. We're all infinitudes walking around and we're all portals to the infinite. And We've all got our own highly individualized key. Key. Ooh. Oh yes. Everybody's By the way, this is this is something Susie made, and I'm wearing it. If you if you're watching I this, not just for, listening, I made it for her birthday. I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve, a heart that uh, Susie made for me. I didn't have a heart before, but anyway, yes, before, we have an individual. It was sad. It was very sad before I it was made just you this vacant thing. <laughs> thank God, man. It was yeah. Thank God. Yes. Okay, so now that I have my heart on my sleeve. <laughs> on your sleeve, on your pretty pink sleeve. Well, the 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 beckoning, the beckoning the muse. And 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 not to beat the word muse to death. Could be muses, it could be our own specific creative creative spirit. Some, you know, Robert Louis Stevenson had uh, was rumored to have no, I think he actually swore by it. He had pixies who would come and help him with stories and things. So, you know, it, 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 it take it if you're listening as literally, as figuratively, as mythologically as you want or not, because it's really all you. But just the notion of I know exactly how we got to that place in the conversation. Just oh, in this ooh. moment in life, okay. um, I had a last straw event. We don't need to, doesn't matter what it is. But I remember uh, I got to this place where I was like, you know what? I can take rejection 9,452,001, but 9,452,002, I'm done uncle i can't mm. do it i can't bring art to the mm. marketplace anymore i'm exhausted and we mm. can we don't that would not be romancing the muse to to what we will talk about the um the intimidation of the zeitgeist yeah. that we live in yes and it's really 
so what that did, making that declaration of done, you know, this is also very antithetical to being, um, to being, you know, a, a ruggedly individualizing, you know, individual accomplishing American, you got to keep going, you got to keep going. I am a big fan now and again of giving up entirely, because particularly in this instance, nature does abhor a vacuum. And so I got to see by saying, you know what, I'm done. It's just all going to be hobby. I don't know what, what, whatever. And, and, and I began to just immediately like, like, like little cats, they came in and, and I started to, uh, uh, there were two songs that I fell in love with, which I won't talk about, but, but I fell in love with wanting to sing them just for the sake of singing them. And I had to keep that. And that took and takes a bit of a, um, uh, a discipline to, mm-hmm. um, to just do for the sake of doing. So romancing, you're loving for the sake of doing it, for the sake of creating it and keeping the door bolted for the time being against mm-hmm. the tsunami of social media and, and have you sold it and are you selling it and all of that stuff, you know? So beckoning, right. beckoning, our creative spirit beckoning the muse and it's it's uh depending what your what your predilections are it's a bit mystical maybe or it's just you know private or you begin to seek inspiration listen to your own longing we all have longings doesn't have to be one idea that you necessarily follow up. But anyway, I think I'm putting the cart before the horse. How about you? What's your no. feeling of romance? Oh, I'm just, I'm so aware as you were talking of these very different aspects of myself. Um, you and I talked about how um, I was in France in the summer, summer, yes. early fall. And the whole time I was there, I felt like I unplugged entirely from the world of doing and creating and accomplishing and taking things to market. There was nothing. I just was a completely different Kelly. In fact, Dana will often say, I miss France, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I miss France, Dana. You know, we were, there was just so much more spaciousness and there was writing. I mean, I wrote almost every day, but there was a very relaxed quality to it and a very, it, it was very different and, mm-hmm. and it was lovely and it was so good for me. I felt like it was medicine to just be in that space. And it was partly geographical. I mean, I think who, wherever people are listening or watching this from, they're, we're influenced by our environment, whether we know it or not, by our family, our friends, and our city, our state. Susie and I happen to be in Hollywood. She's closer to the pulse of Hollywood. I'm kind of out in the boonies a bit. I'm in Topanga where, you know, we've got squirrels everywhere. So I've got (laughs) howling wolves and coyotes, but still I can feel the difference coming into back to LA. And all of a sudden it's like, bada bing, bada boom. What are you doing? Where are you going to take this stuff? Like there's this kind of, it feels like an imperative that that is a court, a cart before the horse kind of energy. Yes. And yes. That is yes. here. And there's, and it's not all bad because no. I think it just like we need a little cortisol, like cortisol in the, you know, sure. biologically isn't bad. Like there's some Life people is about that balance too low of cortisol and they need to like get that up there. Most people have way too much cortisol where they're just like anxious, but you know, we need some of it. And I noticed for me, I actually was really excited being back home because I did feel, I think for me, sometimes I need a little bit of that, that energy in order to create. But what I think what we're doing is I'm thinking about Julia Cameron and I think about this quote probably at least once a day where she says that you, you can't create something while looking at the thing you're creating and also looking at the audience that will one day look at that thing. Like there's something that sort of stops or there's a certain magic that kind of gets squashed when we're too 
externally focused while trying to create something. So I think my, my muse likes it when I'm just, like you said, just, just in the joy, like, Ooh, I want to do this thing just for the WTF of it all. Mm -hmm. Like just because there's a buzz, there's a tingle, there's a, there's an excitement. Because it's expressing you. Yes, exactly. So, so I'm for the different listeners. I mean, with some, some listeners or viewers are are like they're, they consider themselves creatives or they do have a hobby. And some people might say, I really don't, I really don't consider myself a creative. So maybe this, this isn't for me, but I would dare say that we are, we were created by spirit. Some, you know, we didn't create ourselves necessarily, although we might've had a hand in it, but like God is creator. And we are just like the relationship from the, the little drops of ocean to the whole ocean. They, they have the same ingredients in them. So we as we're like little baby, little baby drops of water that we're our little baby creators ourselves. We can't not be creative. We're creating all the time. I think what we're talking about though, is having this sumptuous, luxurious, sexy, even like relationship. I don't know about sexy. Okay. Let me delete that from the record, but like sensual relationship to the muse so that the muse wants to speak to us so that it wants to communicate. So I don't know. These are some of the things that come to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think that, that both those, <laughs> that all those different uh, ideas, we can just let percolate in the minds of mm-hmm. the audience because everybody's got, again, everybody's got their own, everybody's relationship to quote unquote, the muse, to their creative spirit, to feeling creative, to not feeling creative. Everything is so highly individualized. The one thing I would say or add is that if Matthew Fox were here, or if Michael Mead were here, they would yeah, say yeah. every single person is an artist. Yes. Every single person has genius. And yeah. how we mine whatever gold is ours is a is a an infinitely uh individual process and uh but i and and you know somebody i mean somebody may if they want to write a book go i uh, uh, you know what i'm gonna write a bestseller and that is their <laughs> motive but it, but it might be yeah. what I'm saying is okay that person okay. For that yeah. person, that may click in some other kind of, you know, that may be fantastic for them. For me, yes, it would that's be true. like taking a, a combat boot and and just stomping <laughs> on a butterfly, you know? Ooh. Death, death, shut off, because it would just completely stultify me. Um, uh, mm. I mean, that's not to say if things need to, to be done or written or finished or whatever at a certain point, Yes, I can do that, have done that. But I think of course. Today, one yeah. of the reasons that I got so in touch with yeah. doing for the love of doing it and why, mm-hmm. why that takes priming, particularly nowadays, mm. it takes, um, and, and you know, the beauty of seeing genius bristling all over the world in all sorts of different areas is is inspiring and it can be intimidating because we're 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 looking on social media or we're looking wherever oh look at that person is oh that person's doing this and i'm doing that and you know it's what you call compare despair Mm. and i think that if you're if you're if you're tuning in and whether you're whether you're already a creative or you're somebody who wants to have that conversation with your soul with your you know with your deepest being um that it's kind of like calling forth a little sapling you know a tender little bud and you're not going to put that tender little bud you know on the windy side of the mountain in the rocks and expect it to live so you know i think there's a gentleness to to romancing the muse and like any romance because if we remember the the you know the uh, origin of valentine's day is this guy named valentine who actually got his head cut off okay oh so it's really not like ooh romance so 
there is, you know, candlelight and roses and, and, uh, you know, rose petals on the bed and all of that with romance. And there's also the shadow side. So when you actually begin to create, I know for me, um, there have been plenty of times I go through mm. a lot of Sturm and Drong and all of that as well What's as Sturm and Drong, uh, uh, angst, <laughs> you know, the teeth gnashing, it'll never be good enough. It's terrible. I've been wasting my time. Yes. I'll never create again. Yes. Oh God. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know, part of uh, it. But, but in terms of when you first, when this, the, the wonderful title just burst out of your mouth, romancing the muse. It's uh, the instant sense I got was a beckoning. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So in that space, when I think about, like when I've been romanced as a woman, mm -hmm. it's I, I've been loved, paid attention to, listened mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of, <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, Dana has, Dana loves me like God, he loves me. He would do Aww, anything for me. Yeah. And, and just in this moment, I'm thinking about this time when this ex-boyfriend and I had broken up and somehow he got it into his mind that he had to woo me back. <laughs> and for months, I was like, absolutely held to the no, 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 no. But, almost every day he did some grand gesture where he like there were rose petals that there was a limousine there was the concerts there was the this and the the picnic on the beach and and there was the genuine attention and the listening and the caring and i was like all right you got me and of course it didn't last with them. So the you know, bottom line is yes, it has to be sustainable. Saying. There's something about coming to the coming to the to the oh, sorry, go ahead. You were No, sorry. no, no. It's oh, I mean it's well, like oh. <laughs> it has to be genuine. It has to be like Absolutely. not just we're gonna hunt the deer, get her, and then move on and be, you know, a bleep, being you know, be somebody that she's not gonna love. <laughs> <laughs> like love bomb and run what you said is very important there's a sort of a i think like say i don't necessarily think of the muse necessarily but i do think that or i do my experience has been that different ideas have different personalities different timelines unfortunately and different minds and yes. once i've once i've i've gotten you know the idea do i want to show up for it you know, I'm going to Whoa. answer the call and I'm going to keep answering the call. And what does that Whoa. mean? Does it mean that you yeah. show up every day and you try to write it or sculpt it or whatever? Not necessarily. Sometimes it just means paying attention, listening, knowing you have an idea for something in your head. Um, I'm just speaking. I should, all of this, by the way, I just want to keep saying it's self-referential. These are my experiences. Um, everybody's yeah. different and everybody does this. Well, your, you being self-referential is, is pretty wonderful because you are perhaps the most talented and creative person I know and diverse and like a Jill of all trades, like everything you touch, it turns to magic. And, well, you know, I know a lot of talented people and usually they have their singular lane that they rock in and you rock everywhere well, and so whatever so you do we want to know what you do <laughs> you're so kind i but, he, but here's the thing maybe you know maybe life would be a lot different i've often thought of this i've often thought you know too bad i wasn't just a violinist because I, boy would i be amazing would i be masterful would i be all of these things <laughs> but you know i think i didn't know that i was going to be any kind of multimedia anything and i feel mm. like um was I attracted to theater as a young person? Yes, I was. But I feel like my journey through acting, that I was lucky enough, I was fortunate enough to now and again be uh, hired as a shapeshifter. Um, yeah. And that's, that's cool. AKA actress. <laughs> AKA actress. However, all the way through, always haunting me was that I was artistically frustrated as hell. And there mm. has to be, what is that, I think, why I think Jesus might have said this. It's something about mm. if you don't express 
what is inside of you oh. kill you and if you do it will save you something oh, like that right oh god say it one more time just 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 okay, say it one more time okay it's a bad paraphrase it. sorry jesus no it's and it was okay. i think it's from the bible yeah yeah well that's what i'm saying <laughs> sorry this will be sorry a bad jesus quote. but sorry about that jesus but uh if, <laughs> if you don't express what is within you it will kill you and if you do express what is within you it will save you okay pause for the angels to sing there's a choir of invisible and angels it's true singing. of all of us it's true of all of us of all of us and 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 it and and you know mining our own gold is not something that we are generally speaking most of us primed to do it really takes doing um yeah to do to, it takes doing to do that yes it does Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Okay, so this, this notion of what we, what we don't create, what we don't express mm. will kill us. And what we do express might yeah. save us. It, but really, I mean... I don't want to sound like I'm being unkind and unsympathetic, but I, I've often, there's a, there's often an emotional equivalent to any dis-ease. And we could say that many diseases are about a suppression of something, uh, things that haven't been expressed, even if those things are tears, even if it's yeah. anger, yeah. even if it's, if it is creative joy, if it's whatever, but and we, because we don't necessarily have a place for it to, or we haven't created a place to put it, but I think it doesn't have to be all that fancy and it doesn't have to be for the market. It can be expressing oh. in our own little journal, in our own, Absolutely. in some place where nobody even, nobody even sees it. Um, one of the conversations that Rizuli has been such a muse for me. Yes, with your mom and, he's with the, your, and, a, and a collaborator in your oracles, on your oracle Yes. Cards. Yes. Yeah. And one thing that he said is that it's like, he hasn't, he's not up to date on any, any media, basically. If I say, Attaboy. Oh, have you heard of this show? He's like, no, because he <laughs> he'll try to watch a movie or a documentary or even go to a, an art gallery. And it takes, but one second before he gets inspired to do the next thing he has to create. So he never gets to finish watching anything he never he'll like pick up a page of a book and find a paragraph and be like oh that word oh my god get me at my canvas so the the ratio of consumption versus creation it's it's he's he's mostly in creation mode and he does get stimulated by a rose or by a wind or like a star mm -hmm. in the sky at night but it's like there's there's inspiration and then there's expression, mm. inspiration, expression. And there's just this, and there's a lot. And I mean, just like you and Rasuli, I'm going to compare you both. You're both prolific. Mm. And I would say, and you're both extremely successful. And I know you're, you're going to go, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, no, you no, are. I I, wait, I'm going to just... stop. Go ahead. My show. I, I get to, know. I, can do I know. The, I, I have know. control over you. <laughs> but I want to say you're both extremely successful, and Rasuli's got a lot of paintings that haven't seen the light of day, 
there's for every one painting that he does that has sold that is in all kinds of places there's 10 more that haven't or whatever it is so it's so pe we're talking about very like you're a very successful artist what you've done in the world is out there in a in a larger than life way and just because there is that it doesn't mean that every single thing is gonna is going to gonna sell like gangbusters to everybody in real time i mean later in in time you know like van gogh it's like it's gonna all of it will sell all of it will go somewhere but it's not our job that is not our part True. we must stay in our lane the piece for me as a creator because i just about every day I'm writing something, I'm creating something. And I know you've got something on your mind and I'm going to give you one second. No, but actually wait there's for me so many sec. things on my mind now they're gone. But, so we'll have I, to oh, move on with, with oh, we'll, have God, to go to, we'll have to go to our topic thing, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But We're I want to say that we, we all have our, like that highly individualized path, that highly individualized curriculum, a highly individualized way. The Course in Miracles says we all have a highly individualized curriculum for being alive, but we have a unique way that we express and the way the muse speaks to us. So in other words, you be you, boo. And <laughs> it makes me wonder, one of the creative things that has just miraculously flown through you was this incredible song and a music video that goes with it. Um, it's actually not. A, it's you, it's just a picture. Talking about UBU or didn't want to do it. UBU. UBU. UBU there's so, no music video. There's just a placeholder. Okay. It's picture. okay. But to me, it's a music video. Oh, good. <laughs> I see well, it. One it's day so, I want it. To, I would love so, it to be. Yeah. The picture is so. I mean, I see it so visually. So, tell us. Give us a little bit about what. Um, what inspired UBU? Tell us about that process. Okay. Um, talking about little little ideas that are planted in your psyche by the muse or my psyche by the muse i just at some point those three letters came to me uh, as a little sort of seed lodged mm. in in and i thought oh i i think that might be a pop song i don't know why because i don't really know how to write a pop song and um <laughs> and uh my and and then at the same time it was coinciding with my absolute rage and disgust with people being bullied. Like I just can't, I can't handle it. Uh, I just, I'm so, I'm so over it. We're beyond it. I'm sick of it. Whatever it was, it was just got me so people always feeling like they're on the outside of things and they're not good enough and all of it. And which is almost mm -hmm. everybody, by the way. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. somehow or another, and this is about, you know, if the muse in, in the form of an idea, whatever is kind of coming knocking at the chamber door <laughs> and you answer the door. Um, it was just in my mind that it was some kind of pop song. I wasn't really, uh, as I've said to you before, I don't, I don't do things. I grow things. Oh, so, oh yeah. One more time. Say that, please. I don't do God. things. I grow things. Now that doesn't mean that to do things is wrong. It's just that 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 these things, if they have a mind of their own and a personality of their own and a way they're going to grow, I'm the gardener essentially. And so, oh, that's so gorgeous. this yeah. this song, I, I mean, it, it, this is where the the you know perhaps the universe helps out a little bit. So this was in my mind and spirit to want to do. It was during the pandemic. Uh, when I was online more and I was watching, I was just like, I'm so tired of this. And I went to my chiropractor who I've been going to for 30 years and across the hall from him, literally there were, there's a, a music studio with these two young rap artists as who mm. were the producers. And mm. I had gone to do, to record something else. And we all got along so well. And I thought, I think this may be the place to do UBU. And so I was with, in other words, the absolute perfect people that I could have possibly been with to bring forth this song. And, you know, not to, to, uh, I, um, not to, um, you know, to denigrate your sweet words, but things don't often fly through at all. They, there is a, like a little bit 
And then, you know, we got to work on the beat and find us at the beat. That's the beat. That's the beat. And it could take who knows whatever. And then, and then, and, and it's, it's a coaxing. I find that I feel when I'm, when I'm, especially with music, I'm like conjuring. Cause I'm not a trained songwriter at all. So, you know, basically, um, I just, uh, I, I, the best I can say is like, I conjure, I wordsmith a little, you know, I do whatever, but it's not, um, anything that I've created is not without its labor pain. But, um, if we're talking about the romance and we're talking about the, 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 the gentle love of the creature that we're bringing forth, you know? as the song begins to make itself known, it's like, I, I suppose as, as I don't actually have a garden, but I, I, you know, I know my sister has a beautiful garden and I know that, you know, people who have gardens, they're just enchanted with the, oh, look, look, there it is. And there's a love for this beautiful thing that you're growing. So you want to make it, you know, go ahead. What's in your head. I was just thinking about um, Gary Young from Young Living Essential Oils. I don't know if I shared this story with you, but I got to, so he's, he's passed now, but a couple of years before he passed, I got to meet him and I was invited to his farm in Washington where his lavender farm, mostly lavender, but other, oh, other things God, as well. It, I got to be there during the harvest. It was very wow. special. Wow. And I was so moved. He was talking about sort of the difference between lavender and Melissa and um, the Melissa plant and um, oil. And he was talking about how with lavender, there's kind of, you can sort of calendar when the harvest is going to happen. But with Melissa, you can't. You have to be so attuned to her. He called her a her. And I was so moved by that. He said, if you try to push it, what you get is like sour. It doesn't, like, it's no good. And if you wait too long, then it's just, it's, it's not right. You have to listen to her. You have to absolutely right. allow her process and let her tell you when she's ready. And it might be in the middle of the night. It might be at the complete inopportune moment. But if you want this medicinal oil that will heal you, you have to tune into her and when you do oh heavens it is I worth every bit of it and he would literally cry when when he thinks of melissa he's like she's like a woman and i would say she's like the muse as well like you you can't just well say, here we it, go it, do it putting me in mind of it too is the capriciousness of of the muse in some ways there's a there's um yeah, a wonderful uh, uh, Liz Gilbert's TED talk about the oh, news. Everybody has to heaven. find it's so much fun yeah. and it's so hilarious. The genius, so true, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's about the muse and <clears throat> yeah. and I mean I've had my own uh, when I was writing this alternative country rock album. I didn't know how to song right. I, <laughs> I it just it just it it began for with me writing a, a song for my dad when he passed and and we thought we'll keep a foot in country and I just kept doing it. And the other thing about my my muse, it's just a small thing, my particular relationship is I need to be secretive. I can't be talking about, I mean, you know, oh, the publishing company yeah. said, you know, I need to know what book you're writing. That's a different story, but I'm talking about just right. this. I never told yeah. anybody while I was working on that whole album for like a year and a half. But anyway, because it's, there's something, I mean, whether it's superstition, oh whether it's a little bit because I'm a little bit of a mystical kind of a person or whether, you know, my my mother ha has this saying, uh, it's I think it's a Yiddish saying that um, you're not supposed to kin a her the baby when a woman is pregnant. Don't kin a her the baby. In other words, oh. don't celebrate. Don't, don't don't have all sorts of parties until the baby is born and healthy. Shh. So maybe it's some of that. Oh, that's so interesting. But mm -hmm. in terms of the capriciousness, so I'm just, uh, I, I, I had gotten a phrase for this song called At the End of My Day, which I, I still think was probably a gift from my dad. Mm -hmm. And I'd gotten this um, 
da 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 it'll all be okay if at the end of my day there is you so i got that in the middle of the night and i chills loved it immediately i was like oh 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 that's a song that's great so uh i i kind of intuited what kind of song maybe it was kind of like that i was hearing that maybe it wanted to be so i just was sort of steeping in different kinds of music and this is very important to remember pre iphone so i did not have a pen and piece of paper i did not have a recorder because i was an idiot and did not know what the hell i was doing so i go to ralph's which is the supermarket <laughs> and i'm buying I'm buying baby broccoli, which I don't even As like. one does. I don't even like it, and I always overcook it, but still I was buying it. And as I'm standing there, I hear, some people would say it's a download, but I don't like that word. It's too technological. But I hear mm. two verses, like music and words, I hear it. And can you I, do? Can you sing them for us? I'm trying. No, no, no. I'm saying I can't. Okay. Oh no, I, I haven't heard the song in so long. I wouldn't remember it. But I mean, in that moment, I'm trying to memorize what they are so that I can go. But I so I'm hold. I'm like buying more broccoli than I need, trying to sort of slightly <laughs> sing it without moving my lips so people won't think oh, I'm broccoli. Like crazy. <laughs> and then I go rushing over like a fool i didn't know any better i go to rush over to the line i wait in line i'm looking at the people magazine and the national Enquirer. so of course it's gone it's gone gone so I had to go back to the broccoli and when i back. did i did and it was there and i heard it again and this time i was smart enough to put everything down and just leave the damn grocery store go into my car sing it sing it sing it sing it now was that the entirety of the song no it wasn't but it was more of it it was but it was a gift you know it was a gift um there's this it's bringing to mind there's wow. this sometimes when i when people are seeking inspiration i think it's a great idea to read about creativity depending what your you know what your predilections are and so true and i there's this one book and i have to i, I wrote it down so that i would remember the name of it because i used to cover it with um highlighter it's called higher creativity liberating mm. the unconscious for breakthrough insights and Ooh. it's written by a couple of scientists and it's probably like a couple decades old and truly or definitely it's a couple decades old at least and it's truly uh for some of the people in the consciousness community they may be like ah well i know what an active guided meditation is blah blah but the but the main idea of it is they studied Mozart and you know all of these famous people scientists as well break through what it took mm. Mm. what patterns there might be in breakthrough um uh you know breakthrough ideas what what happened what were they thinking you know can it be created can that be so again we're Ooh. beckoning we're beckoning um the, the muse and there's this one story and i think i'm going to make it up it might not be beethoven it may not it may not be beethoven but i think it might be okay, okay. And he's on a carriage ride somewhere and he sort of halfway falls asleep on the carriage ride and it's a long ride and uh he opens his eyes a little bit and he sees some kind of meadow and hears the whole next symphony he's just got it it falls into his head mm. and then he gets to where he's going and he can't remember it so he <laughs> goes back and it's there oh my god and you Isn't know i'm not saying that's always true but i just think no there's something know, it just yeah. even with like remembering a dream i tell people like just go back to where your oh, head was yes, on the pillow yes. like how was your body were you on your right side were you just sort of yeah oh, like so go smart. back in and often right. it's in the locate there's something geographical about these memory imprints so keep going and of course mining now that you've said it just yeah um, what is it leapfrogging or piggybacking or whatever yeah, on that sure. dreaming, all of it dreaming. Piggy frogging <laughs> <laughs> dreaming um yeah you know i've mined some gold from dreams yes you have and oh, you know yes, there have been have. Uh, and i won't say it's it's everything but but that's again if the muse your creative spirit nine muses whatever the hell you think it is your soul 
is giving you or some angel or whatever is giving you a, a gift or a something to inspire you you wake up doesn't mean that it's something that you necessarily have to give you know 30 years of your life to the way I did with the return of king lillian but right. remember we talked about the one where i had a um i had a dream where there was a golden disc hanging at the yes. edge of my bed in the sky and it was surrounded yes. by uh ancient chinese um chinese characters and yes. i was going through a really terrifying time around that moment and mm -hmm. i just decided something about it there was a lot of little synchronicities going on around it as well and i just went i i'm going to try to sculpt that and i just gave myself to it and the most important thing for me at the end of that journey and it will take you on a journey if you say i'm going you know if you keep showing up um is that i remember saying to you that it was like i felt as if my spirit was a lake without a ripple i was as calm as i've ever been and i transformed through the creation of that sculpture mm. from from a place of white knuckled anxiety to a place of calm um and and so there's all i mean you know dancing with your muse romancing your muse can mean a meditation you know you're involved in in art as meditation again matthew fox uh original blessing is is a, a great a great book to talk about um all that sort of stuff oh original blessing love him okay oh my heavens so I'm thinking of just one thing I want to say, and then I want us to actually play you be you. Oh, um, cool. I think on the romancing aspect, there can be some very, it, it can be so simple. Like one, there was, um, I was working on, I was working on some project and, and I, and I shared with a friend that I was feeling really stressed for some reason in, like getting into the right mindset and there was a particular like more angst than normal there's always some angst there's always some distraction there's always something there's always going to be some sand in the oyster except ah, life in your human in except your your experience of the no ripples on the pond i mean that or on the lake Ooh. but there was a lot of ripples on yeah. my lake during this project and and she said well what would it take to not have that <laughs> i'm like <laughs> oh like instead of just accepting that i was somehow martyred by my creativity wow. you know and i was feeling kind of taking some sort of i don't know pat on the back at how martyred i was and which like ooh, if it's not necessary why have that so i i had this thought what popped into my mind was what if in what if i went upstairs in my mind to write this book what if there was this like attic in my mind that was beautifully adorned almost like what you'd see on a on a catalog for like better homes and gardens like these beautiful little rocking chairs with a with a nook with a little lookout and a window and a and a cup of tea and some scones and a mm -hmm. rug and I'm like oh what if I went up to the attic of my mind and it was like that and and there was and the scones were like hot so you could smell those and there were blueberry and I remember and then there's fresh tea and what if in my mind that's where I was writing and I invited the energy to come into that space and the stress and the angst went away wow and actually that book that was luminous humanness Oh, and wow. it became it became such a meditation such a meditation for me that it was i was and this was also during the pandemic by the way and so there's mayhem going on around everybody is the sky is falling it's the end of life as we i mean it was so dark and there was so many people and and animals i mean there was like there was death and destruction everywhere and yet every day that i wrote i went into this attic and i felt like the muse was there almost like a kuan yin kind of an energy that was so wow, gentle and lovely. so soft and she met me there in the muse in the in the attic and the writing just felt like i was 
it was a different space than I had ever been in before. And, and was it, it was so to that lovely. book? It was. That was. Experience, but see, that's what's so fascinating. It was. Me. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. And, and yet I know that, that that's a, that's a, now I know how to get to that place. I can get there for anything, but the new book I'm working on dream festing has a different energy. So I, I feel like, they Ooh, I need too. to create my space for that. The muse of that book, which is sort of a different muse. Mm -hmm. But on that note, the UBU, you wrote this book kind of, I loved song. that you brought in that there was, I'm sorry, this song, which may be a book, but right now it's a song no, never. that was so sometimes the muse, sometimes the creativity happens in response to some kind of pain or angst or something's sure. wrong, like the bullying and the vitriol and the, and then like, this is the antidote. This is what I would rather see instead of just going down the roll, the road of like, it shouldn't be this way. It's like, well, you are creator then create the thing that you wish it were. Right? And you know what's yes. so funny to me when I think about that is that I, I came and was talking to the guys about it and I said, you know, I just want people when they hear it, they just feel better for having heard it and all of this stuff. So that's what we'd, we'd all traded sort of stories where we felt like outsiders or whatever. And at some point I came in and, um, and uh, one of the guys, <laughs> Joel said to me, I was telling him about a little incident for whatever reason that, and he said, you know what, really, you wrote that song for you. Cause you need it. You're, you're the one. You're the one that needs to be you. Oh my god! Like, wow. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he's only half my age and knows twice as much. Exactly. Oh, oh, they you know. do. Oh, but yes. they do. Oh, okay, but so, they do. Oh, but they do. So we're gonna hear "You Be You." This is a four-minute song, and yes. every second of it is delicious. So get prepared. Get into a juicy place, and here. <laughs> We let me see if here we can go and boom. Welcome to the Earth Experience. Please unfasten your seatbelts. Please be who you came to be so you can do what you came to do so here's a little motto you're gonna want a tattoo you be Say bye-bye, oh 
Oh my god. That was so sweet. Did you? I haven't so heard it in a long god. time. Oh my god, it's great. Oh, heavens. Hey, question. More music How much playing time and do I'm we have? We are going to we're just about to wrap and I know one of the things <laughs> I know. I know that when we get into the muse it's like we chatterbox, we go, girl, we do. Well, we're not, we're outside of time and it does fly and I know it's Fine for me. One of the things that we talked about is there's something about the the edginess quality of of art, like being because we don't necessarily I mean, sometimes we get these those little like you said, it's not a download, but just kind of a gift that like a piece will flow in. But often it's it's seldom that an entire piece comes in. So there's there's often this vulnerability in the creation. I think some people think, well, I have to write it like I must already know what I'm going to create before I create it. But there's like I think Lena Dunham and so so many other artists say I write to figure out what it is I have to say or maybe I create I just get into it and then it becomes something. So there is this in order to be in a healthy relationship with the muse, we sort of need to be in a healthy relationship with our edge. So you wrote a beautiful piece called The Edge. Ooh. Wow. Is there going to be time, do you think? Yes, there will be. Yes, okay. there sure will be. Wow. Um, Let me just say yeah. one thing about it before, is that I feel like... I'm always jumping off internal cliffs when I'm creating something. It's always like, well, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but here goes nothing and jumping and hoping that there are not sharp rocks below. And uh, so I think this is a poem that, that um, and I'm generally not a poet, but this, this was a writing prompt many, a long, long time ago and I do need my glasses for this, um, that pretty much came out whole cloth. So here we go. The Edge and I. I've never lived on the edge, or near it, really, or in the fabulously fabled center. I've mostly been mired in this marsh of a middle, like a toothless crocodile. You know the edge, the legendary edge. Seems everybody else has danced on it in toe shoes, bragged about making love on it in a sleeping bag under the stars, setting fires on it, sending smoke signals to folks at the other end of the universe, sitting on their edges, sending smoke signals. I've heard tell of the edge all right, but my mother wouldn't let me go. It's different now though, life's ever so much shorter now. So call me to the edge and I will come, but be sincere and stand there and wait for me like you promised. Yes, if you call and mean it, I will come. I will reach for a branch and yank myself out of the muck and begin to walk to where the sun shines from and the moon shines over to where I've never been invited before and am somehow expected now. Yes. I will trudge to the edge, feet heavy with fear and mud from the middle muck still stuck and left to dry. And by the time I reach it, I will be free of the dust of all those centuries 
clean and whistling. And when I get there, if you are there, smiling, why, I will skip along that old edge. Why, I will tra-freakin'-la at the top of my lungs. I will waltz, and I will teeter, and I will stand on one leg, and I will dare oblivion to come and get me. Maybe I will fall and fall and fall forever in a day. Maybe I will, so what? At least I'll have direction and the wind in my hair and the lightest of hearts and no appointments to bore me and no one feeling sorry that I fell. I'll just keep on free falling. Why, I'll make it my profession. Yes, I'll become an expert first-class faller, cutting Z-shapes in the air with my skirt around my ears, twirling downwards at breathtaking speed so that all the folks sitting on branches along the side are too afraid to wave for fear that they'll fall too, and that'd make me giggle all the way down and down and down into eternity. Or perhaps... Whilst I was standing at the edge, looking out and over and beyond and through all the illusions, I might fly, but no one has to go on about flying. Too much has been made of it already. Yes, I think to fall might be the more exhilarating of the two. Spirits fly, so there's plenty of time for that. Humans fall. But ah, to fall forever, masterfully, in somersaults and swan dives, no shrieks of terror, only screams of laughter and curses of laughter and sobs of laughter. Now that would be something. So call me to the edge and I will come. I will show right up. I may not choose to fall at first, it's true, but push me if you please. Tell me that you love me and give me a sweet light shove and bid me adieu and dangle your legs over and eat a sandwich and watch me till I'm a small happy dot in the blue. <laughs> and the crowd is stunned. Oh, oh, let's dive in. Let's oh, jump off. Susie Plaxton. And to send <sighs> off everybody, since we're wrapping yeah. up, can I just yeah. say this one little thing? Guillaume Apollinaire, oh. yes. who was a Renaissance man from the early, I forget which century, I've been alive for so many of them. I think it's nine. Seven thousand accounts so far. Right. Exactly, my dear. And he has this wonderful saying that I just love, and it is this. Come to the cliff, he said. They said, we are afraid. Come to the cliff, he said. They came. He pushed them and they flew. So fly or fall. We wish fly everybody. or fall. Romance that muse. I think the, the muse is muse. properly romanced and Everyone check more out about Susie Plaxon. She's got a wonderful website, susieplaxon.com. It's Susie with a Z and an I-E, S-U-Z-I-E, Plaxon with a K. And on Facebook, she posts beautiful, beautiful stories and wonderful things. And on all the places and get the return of King Lillian. Delight yourself, get the audiobook and the book book the physical book. Oh, Susie, you are just magic. I think one way to romance the muse is just to hang out with you. And oh, to just Kel, I was just about just, to say the same thing to you. God, I feel Thank so creatively so inspired. I'm like, let me out of, let me out of. <laughs> okay, I'm going to dive in. Thank you so much for having me and send, and I'm sending all my love to everybody out there and uh, take wing, fly or fall, whatever. Have fun. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to order my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick and mortar retailer, 
then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DreamWork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time, remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.